Hare Krishna. This is a reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam, Third Canto, Chapter 24, Texts 10 through 25. Brahma instructs Kardama to give his daughters to nine great sages. And Lord Brahma predicts the incarnation of Kapila Muni will soon appear. Text 10. Maitreya continued. O killer of the enemy, the unborn Lord Brahma, who is almost independent in acquiring knowledge, could understand that a portion of the Supreme Personality of Godhead in his quality of pure existence had appeared in the womb of Devahuti, just to explain the complete state of knowledge known as Sankhya Yoga. Report by Śrīla Prabhupāda In the Bhagavad-gītā, 15th chapter, it is stated that the Lord himself is the compiler of the Vedānta-sūtra and is the perfect knower of the Vedānta-sūtra. Similarly, the Sankhya philosophy is compiled by the Supreme Personality of Godhead in his appearance as Kapila. There is an imitation Kapila, who has a Sankhya philosophical system. But Kapila, the incarnation of God, is different from that Kapila. Kapila, the son of Kardamamuni, in his system of Sankhya philosophy, very explicitly explained not only the material world, but also the spiritual world. Brahma could understand this fact because he is Svarat, almost independent, in receiving knowledge. He is called Svarat because he did not go to any school or college to learn, but learned everything from within. Because Brahma is the first living creature within this universe, he had no teacher. His teacher was the Supreme Personality of Godhead himself, who is seated in the heart of every living creature. Brahma acquired knowledge directly from the Supreme Lord within the heart. Therefore, he is sometimes called Svarat and Aja. Another important point is stated here. Satvain Amsena. When the Supreme Personality of Godhead appears, he brings with him all his paraphernalia of Vaikuntha. Therefore, his name, his form, his quality, his paraphernalia, and his entourage all belong to the transcendental world. Real goodness is in the transcendental world. Here in this material world, the quality of goodness is not pure. Goodness may exist, but there must also be some tinges of passion and ignorance. In the spiritual world, the unalloyed quality of goodness prevails. There, the quality of goodness is called Shuddha Sattva, pure goodness. Another name for Shuddha Sattva is Vasudev, because God is born from Vasudev. Another meaning is that when one is purely situated in the qualities of goodness, he can understand the form, name, quality, paraphernalia, and entourage 
of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The word Amsena also indicates that the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna, appeared as Kapiladev and a portion of his portion. God expands either as Kala or Amsa. Amsa means direct expansion, and Kala means expansion of the expansion. There is no difference between the expansion, the expansion of the expansion, and the Supreme Personality of Godhead directly, as there is no difference between one candle and another. But still, the candle from which all others are lit is called the original. Krishna is therefore called the Parambrahman, or the ultimate Godhead, and the cause of all causes. Text 11. After worshipping the Supreme Lord with gladdened senses and a pure heart for his intended activities as an incarnation, Brahma spoke as follows to Kardama and Devahuti. Purport by Śrīla Prabhupāda As explained in Bhagavad Gita, 4th chapter, Anyone who understands the transcendental activities, the appearance and the disappearance of the Supreme Personality of Godhead is to be considered liberated. Brahma is therefore a liberated soul. Although he is in charge of this material world, he is not exactly like a common living entity. Since he is liberated from the majority of the follies of the common living entities, he was in knowledge of the appearance of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and he therefore worshipped the Lord's activities, and with a glad heart he also praised Kardamamuni, because the Supreme Personality of Godhead as Kapila had appeared as his son. One who can become the father of the Supreme Personality of Godhead is certainly a great devotee. There is a verse spoken by a Brahmin in which he says that he does not know what the Vedas and what the Puranas are, but while others might be interested in the Vedas and Puranas, he was interested in Nanda Maharaj, who appeared as the father of Krishna. That Brahmin wanted to worship Nanda Maharaj because the Supreme Personality of Godhead, as a child, crawled in the yard of his house. These are some of the good sentiments of devotees. If a recognized devotee brings forth the Supreme Personality of Godhead as his son, how should he be praised? Therefore, Brahma not only worshipped the incarnation of Godhead, Kapila, but also praised his so-called father, Kardamamuni. Text 12 Lord Brahma said, My dear son, Kardama, since you have completely accepted my instructions without duplicity, showing them proper respect, 
you have worshipped me properly. Whatever instructions you took from me, you have carried out, and thereby you have honoured me. Purport by Srila Prabhupada Lord Brahma, as the first living entity within this universe, is supposed to be the spiritual master of everyone, and he is also the father, the creator of all beings. Kardamamuni is one of the prajapatis, or the creators of living entities, and he is also a son of Brahma. Brahma praises Kardama because he carried out the orders of the spiritual master in toto and without cheating. A conditioned soul in the material world has the disqualification of cheating. He has four disqualifications. He is sure to commit mistakes. He is sure to be illusioned. He is prone to cheat others. And his senses are imperfect. But if one carries out the order of the spiritual master by disciplic succession, or the parampara system, he overcomes these four defects. Therefore, knowledge received from the bona fide spiritual master is not cheating. Any other knowledge which is manufactured by the conditioned soul is cheating only. Brahma knew well that Kardamamuni exactly carried out the instructions received from him and that he actually honored his spiritual master. To honor the spiritual master means to carry out his instructions, word for word. Text 13 Sons ought to render service to their father exactly to this extent. One should obey the command of his father, or a spiritual master, with due deference, saying, Yes, sir. Purport by Srila Prabhupada Two words in this verse are very important. One is pitari, and another word is guru. The son, or disciple, should accept the words of his spiritual master and father without hesitation. Whatever the father and the spiritual master order should be taken without argument. Yes. There should be no instance in which the disciple or son says, This is not correct. I cannot carry it out. When he says that, he has fallen. The father and the spiritual master are on the same platform because the spiritual master is the second father. The higher classes are called dvija, twice born. Whenever there is a question of birth, there must be a father. The first birth is made possible by the actual father, and the second birth is made possible by the spiritual master. Sometimes, the father and the spiritual master may be the same man, and sometimes they may be different men. In any case, the order of the father or the order of the spiritual master must be carried out without hesitation, with an immediate yes. There should be no argument. This is real service to the father, 
and to the spiritual master. Vishwanath Chakrabarti Thakur has stated that the order of the spiritual master is the life and soul of the disciples. As a man cannot separate his life from his body, a disciple cannot separate the order of the spiritual master from his life. If a disciple follows the instructions of the spiritual master in that way, he is sure to become perfect. This is confirmed in the Upanishads. The import of Vedic instruction is revealed automatically only to one who has implicit faith in the Supreme Personality of Godhead and in his spiritual master. One may be materially considered an illiterate man, but if he has faith in the spiritual master, as well as in the Supreme Personality of Godhead, then the meaning of the scriptural revelation is immediately manifested before him. Text 14. Lord Brahma then praised Kardamamuni's nine daughters, saying, All your thin-waisted daughters are certainly very chaste. I am sure they will increase this creation by their own descendants in various ways. Report by Śrīla Prabhupāda In the beginning of creation, Brahma was concerned, more or less, with increasing the population. And when he saw that Kardamamuni had already begotten nine nice daughters, he was hopeful that through these daughters many children would come who would take charge of the creative principle of the material world. He was therefore happy to see them. The word sumadhyama means a good daughter of a beautiful woman. If she has a thin waist, a woman is considered very beautiful. All the daughters of Kardamamuni were of the same beautiful feature. Text 15. Therefore, today, please give away your daughters to the foremost of the sages, with due regard for the girl's temperaments and likings, and thereby spread your fame all over the universe. Purport by Srila Prabhupada The nine principal rishis, or sages, are Marichi, Atri, Angira, Pulastya, Pulaha, Kratu, Brigo, Vashishta, and Atharva. All these rishis are most important, and Brahma desired that the nine daughters already born of Kardamamuni be handed over to them. Here, two words are used very significantly, yata shilam and yata ruchi. The daughters should be handed over to the respective rishis not blindly, but according to the combination of character and taste. That is the art of combining a man and a woman. Man and woman 
should not be united simply on the consideration of sex life. There are many other considerations, especially character and taste. If the taste and character differ between the man and woman, their combination will be unhappy. Even 40 years ago, in Indian marriages, the taste and character of the boy and girl were first of all matched, and then they were allowed to marry. This was done under the direction of the respective parents. The parents used to astrologically determine the character and tastes of the boy and girl, and when they corresponded, the match was selected. This girl and this boy are just suitable, and they should be married. Other considerations were less important. The same system was also advised in the beginning of the creation by Brahma. Your daughters should be handed over to the rishis according to taste and character. According to astrological calculation, a person is classified according to whether he belongs to the godly or demoniac quality. And that way the spouse was selected. A girl of godly quality should be handed over to a boy of godly quality. A girl of demoniac quality should be handed over to a boy of demoniac quality. Then they will be happy. But if the girl is demoniac and the boy is godly, then the combination is incompatible. They cannot be happy in such a marriage. At the present moment, because the boys and girls are not married according to quality and character, most marriages are unhappy, and there is divorce. It is foretold in the twelfth canto of the Bhagavatam that in this age of Kali, married life will be accepted on the consideration of sex only. When the boy and girl are pleased in sex, they get married. And when there is deficiency in sex, they separate. This is not actual marriage, but a combination of men and women, like cats and dogs. Therefore, the children produced in the modern age are not exactly human beings. Human beings must be twice born. A child is first born of a good father and mother, and then he is born again of the spiritual master and the Vedas. The mother and father bring about his birth into the world. Then the spiritual master and the Vedas become his second father and mother. According to the Vedic system of marriage for producing children, every man and woman was enlightened in spiritual knowledge. And at the time of their combination to produce a child, everything was scrutinizingly and scientifically done. Text 16 Lord Brahma continued, O Kardama, I know that the original Supreme Personality of Godhead has now appeared as an incarnation by his internal energy. He is the bestower of all that is desired by the living entities, and he has now assumed the body 
of Kapilamuni. Report by Srila Prabhupada. In this verse, we find the words Purusham Avatirnam Svamayaya. The Supreme Personality of Godhead is everlastingly, eternally, the form of Purusha, the predominator or enjoyer. And when he appears, he never accepts anything of this material energy. The spiritual world is a manifestation of his personal, internal potency. Whereas the material world is a manifestation of his material or differentiated energy. The word svamayaya, by his own internal potency, indicates that whenever the Supreme Personality of Godhead descends, he comes in his own energy. He may assume the body of a human being, but that body is not material. In Bhagavad Gita, it is therefore clearly stated that only fools and rascals, mudhas, consider the body of Krishna to be the body of a common human being. The word sevadim means that he is the original bestower of all the necessities of life upon the living entities. In the Vedas also it is stated that he is the chief living entity and that he bestows all the desired necessities of other living entities. Because he is the bestower of the necessities of all others, he is called God. The Supreme is also a living entity. He is not impersonal. As we are individual, the Supreme Personality of Godhead is also individual. But he is the Supreme Individual. That is the difference between God and the ordinary living entities. Text 17. By mystic yoga and the practical application of knowledge from the scriptures, Kapila Muni, who is characterized by his golden hair, his eyes just like lotus petals, and his lotus feet, which bear the marks of lotus flowers, will uproot the deep-rooted desire for work in this material world. Report by Srila Prabhupada In this verse, the activities and bodily features of Kapilamuni are very nicely described. The activities of Kapilamuni are forecast herein. He will present the philosophy of Sankhya in such a way that by studying his philosophy, people will be able to uproot the deep-rooted desire for karma, fruitive activities. Everyone in this material world engages in achieving the fruits of his labor. Man tries to be happy by achieving the fruits of his own honest labor. But actually, he becomes more and more entangled. One cannot get out of this entanglement unless he has perfect knowledge or devotional service. Those who are trying to get out of the entanglement by speculation are also doing their best. But in the Vedic scriptures, we find that if one has taken to the devotional service of the Lord in Krishna consciousness, he can very easily uproot 
the deep-rooted desire for fruitive activities. Sankhya philosophy will be broadcast by Kapila Muni for that purpose. His bodily features are also described herein. Gyan does not refer to ordinary research work. Gyan entails receiving knowledge from the scriptures through the spiritual master by disciplic succession. In the modern age, there is a tendency to do research by mental speculation and concoction. But the man who speculates forgets that he himself is subject to the four defects of nature. He is sure to commit mistakes. His senses are imperfect. He is sure to fall into illusion. And he is cheating. Unless one has perfect knowledge from disciplic succession, he simply puts forth some theories of his own creation. Therefore, he is cheating people. Gyan means knowledge received through disciplic succession from the scriptures, and vigyan means practical application of such knowledge. Kapilamuni's Sankhya system of philosophy is based on gyan and vigyan. Text 18. Lord Brahma then told Devahuti, My dear daughter of Manu, the same Supreme Personality of Godhead who killed the demon Kaitaba is now within your womb. He will cut off all the knots of your ignorance and doubt. Then he will travel all over the world. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. Here the word avidya is very significant. Avidya means forgetfulness of one's identity. Every one of us is a spirit soul, but we have forgotten. We think, I am this body. This is called avidya. Samshaya granti means doubtfulness. The knot of doubtfulness is tied when the soul identifies with this material world. That knot is also called ahankar, the junction of matter and spirit. By proper knowledge, received from the scriptures in disciplic succession, and by proper application of that knowledge, one can free himself from this binding combination of matter and spirit. Brahma assures Devahuti that her son will enlighten her, and after enlightening her, he will travel all over the world, distributing the system of Sankhya philosophy. The word samshaya means doubtful knowledge. Speculative and pseudo-yogic knowledge is all doubtful. At the present moment, the so-called yoga system is prosecuted on the understanding that by agitation of the different stations of the bodily construction, one can find that he is God. The mental speculators think similarly, but 
they are all doubtful. Real knowledge is expounded in the Bhagavad Gita. Just become Krishna conscious. Just worship Krishna and become a devotee of Krishna. That is real knowledge. And anyone who follows that system becomes perfect without a doubt. Text 19. Your son will be the head of all the perfected souls. He will be approved by the Acharyas, expert in disseminating real knowledge. And among the people, he would be celebrated by the name Kapila. As the son of Devahuti, he will increase your fame. Purport by Srila Prabhupada Sankhya philosophy is the philosophical system enunciated by Kapila, the son of Devahuti. The other Kapila, who is not the son of Devahuti, is an imitation. This is the statement of Brahma. And because we belong to Brahma's disciplic succession, we should accept his statement that the real Kapila is the son of Devahuti and that the real Sankhya philosophy is the system of philosophy which he introduced and which will be accepted by the Acharyas, the directors of spiritual discipline. The word susamata means accepted by persons who are counted upon to give their good opinion. Text 20. Sri Maitreya said, After thus speaking to Kardamamuni and his wife Devahuti, Lord Brahma, the creator of the universe, who is also known as Hamsa, went back to the highest of the three planetary systems on his swan carrier with the four Komaras and Narada. Purport by Srila Prabhupada The words Hamsena Yenena are very significant here. Hamsa Yan, the airplane by which Brahma travels all over outer space, resembles a swan. Brahma is also known as Hamsa because he can grasp the essence of everything. His abode is called Tridam Paramam. There are three divisions of the universe, the upper planetary system, the middle planetary system, and the lower planetary system. But his abode is above even Siddha Loka, the upper planetary system. He returned to his own planet with the four Kumars and Narada because they were not going to be married. The other rishis who came with him, such as Marichi and Atri, remained there because they were to be married to the daughters of Kardama. But his other sons, Sanat, Sanaka, Sanandana, Sanatana and Narada went back with him in his swan-shaped airplane. The four Kumaras and Narada are Naishtika Brahmacharis. Naishtika Brahmachari 
refers to one who never wastes his semen at any time. They were not to attend the marriage ceremony of their brothers, Marici and the other sages, and therefore they went back with their father, Humsa. Texts 21 through 25. Sri Maitreya continued. O Vidura, after the departure of Brahma, Kardamamuni, having been ordered by Brahma, handed over his nine daughters as instructed to the nine great sages who created the population of the world. Kardamamuni handed over his daughter Kala to Marichi and another daughter, Anasuya, to Atri. He delivered Shraddha to Angira and Havirbu to Pulastya. He delivered Gati to Pulaha, the chaste Kriya to Kratu, Kyati to Brigo, and Arundhati to Vashista. He delivered Shanti to Atharva. Because of Shanti, sacrificial ceremonies are well performed. Thus, he got the foremost Brahmins married, and he maintained them along with their wives. Thus married, the sages took leave of Kardama and departed, full of joy, each for his own hermitage, Ovidura. Text 